All right, so what's up, everybody? Uh, I am, this is fun. I'm so, I'm really enjoying these, um, these Zoom sessions. So I finally get to see y'all when I talk to you. Sean Scott is here with me and he's at Known Coffee and a new uh, place he started in Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Um, he and his family moved up from Miami area earlier this year. He had been with Subculture uh, Coffee. It was an owner there for a long time. Did very well there. And they moved to Winston-Salem and he's got known coffee going. Cool shirt. I dig it. Uh, but it's so fun to actually be able to see y'all while we're talking, man. This is so yeah. much better than yeah. doing it over the phone. I appreciate this. Sure thing. Um, well, so, so is it, is it, you guys are all, I, I feel like you're, you're going hard on the uh, podcast now, Zoom meetings. I love it, man. Just trying to stay connected, huh? Trying to stay connected and trying to really put out um, content that's useful and helpful uh, and educational and inspiring for, you know, people in this industry, especially right now. Um, so the Zoom is I, I'm really I'm doing Zoom meetings with people that I've spoken to on the podcast that I know have something that I think is very timely and meaningful to say or have an, an attitude that really inspires me or a philosophy. And you're one of those guys and, and guys and gals. Um, I learned something from everybody. We've had a couple hundred episodes on the podcast. We learned yeah. something from all of them. Um, and there's, you know, a select number where hopefully I'm, I'm doing a good job of, of, you know, sort of isolating content that's really timely and really useful right now. And uh, yeah. plus I'm just doing people I just like hanging out with, man. Uh, you know. Oh, by the way, I poured a coffee right before we came out here. So uh, <laughs> cheers. Perfect. I didn't show up to the party prepared. <laughs> I, uh, I figured it was appropriate. Oh, so here, I don't, you can make, you can like laugh at me if you want to and stuff. Cause I know we've talked about coffee trends before and all that stuff, but one of my, uh, sort of like personal Mount Rushmore guys is Laird Hamilton. You know yeah. who that is? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Oh, sweet, man. It's, no, uh, Laird, yeah. Laird is one of those guys. He's, geez. He's like a man's man. He's a, he, he is, he, he's, he's always ahead of the curve though. Like he is, but he doesn't take himself so seriously like that. Yeah. He's very, uh, you can tell he's like always thinking about others. And, um, yeah. and he also is just like, he, he tries new stuff all the time. And I mean, paddleboarding basically exists as a, as a sport now because of that dude, you know, out there filling around out in Hawaii. But, um, but he, uh, yeah, it's layered superfood. Uh, Organic Peruvian coffee with functional mushrooms. <laughs> I figure if he drinks it, it's probably probably pretty good. But <laughs> for sure. Um, well, so all right, man. So how's everything going in Winston Salem? Oh man, uh, it's been good. You know, it's been we've been here a little over three months, and um, you know, it's so funny. I, the last time I talked to you was I think in April. I think on the yeah. phone. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I think every month it changes a little bit, you know, this is a lot like the stock market for me right now <laughs> because it's like, it's like timing your stocks, right? You're like, okay. Uh, we bought them down. It's time to, it's time to put, you know, go all in, move, reinvest. Um, and we're still like in that weird, like the, the stock's still down there and we, and we don't know uh, 
when it's going to, when it's going to rise again. So um, it's been great to just kind of be in this new area, uh, connect on a whole new level with people. I haven't had to do that in a long time. Um, you know, cause I was, I was in West Palm for 18 years. So it's, it's really interesting starting a new business, connecting with the community during COVID. Um, but what I've been able to do so far has been, has been great. Um, and now, now I'm just waiting though, you know, coffee, coffee, just like, uh, restaurants, bars, you know, that, that a lot of bars still can't be open here. Half of what you do is community building, right? So, uh, and we talked about that in April. Um, that's a challenge right now is I'm kind of building the infrastructure for the brand, but, uh, but the community aspects, the intangibles, uh, all the programming still can't do. Um, so that's the challenge, right? Like that's the whole timing. I thought I was one of those guys. I thought for sure by September, we'd be pretty much in the clear, you know, like we kind of have a yeah. new normal, but, uh, but we're, we're still kind of exactly where we were in April, May, it feels like, um, in, in certain ways. So, uh, it's teaching me patience, man. It's patience. <laughs> it's just patience. And, uh, and being confident that, um, again, as we talked about that, how you'll come out of it, uh, you'll be more prepared to execute better, more, more meaningfully. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. Still in a learning phase, a, li a listening phase. Well, uh, you, okay. When did you, what was moving day? When did y'all move up? Because when I, we talked, you were still in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. Florida. We moved up here, uh, May 25th, I believe. Okay. Yeah. So you so, moved to this new town. You don't have family there, do you? Or is your brother? No, 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 no. <laughs> I didn't think so. Okay. So you come to this new town, you got, and you already had the plans for this. You already had your site. When did you, as a family, when did you make the decision that you were going to move to Winston-Salem and start this new business? I'm trying to remember the time. I was early February, mid February um, of this year. So like three weeks before all hell broke loose. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man. You yeah. still did it though, man. That's what I love about you. You made it happen. Um, well, okay. So you're there at, are you at uh, known right now? No, no, no. I'm, I'm actually in my, uh, in one of my garages here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it's, it's a little too noisy there. Um, but yeah, I, so it happened, right? So I had my space picked out on 4th Street downtown and then uh, moved here and I met with the landlord and I, and I wanted to renegotiate terms, right? I, I think all of us, the original terms we discussed in January, February were what I wanted to stick with uh, yeah. starting a new business. So um, we kind of renegotiated, actually couldn't, we did couldn't settle on something. Uh, so I had to reshuffle the whole concept. So I, um, there's a place called Campus Gas by my house, it's right across from Wake Forest. It's a great burger and beer joint, but they weren't open till noon. So I emailed the owners. I'm like, hey guys, uh, what do you think about putting an espresso bar in there for the morning hours? You know, open up at 6.30 a.m. Uh, a week later, they're like, 
Sure. So right now we have an operating espresso bar partnering with Campus Gas. Uh, I have a roasting warehouse downtown. Um, I'm kind of working on wholesale relationships right now. Uh, there's another partnership in the area that I'm working on. So it kind of moving here, my, my initial plan blew up. And um, because of COVID, I, I thought it'd be better to kind of partner with established brands, um, at least until this passes before I get my own brick and mortar and invest real heavy capital uh, into the startup. So it almost feels um, more of a soft startup in a way. But I think that that could be a more of an ego thing too, right? <laughs> because whenever you, you know, you're as a small business guy, as food and beverage, you're always looking to have your stake, create your space, like here I am. And so, uh, yeah. to be honest, this was, it was like, okay, take that ego, put it aside. Uh, this is the reality of the situation. These are the things that are out of your control. This is a new town you're not connected in. Let's be smart about this. Um, let's start something. Let's start building the foundation. But let's not go all in until it's cleared. And so that's right now, you know. Um, and I and I feel way more comfortable, uh, in that, especially because we're still in this in this weird state. So checking your ego, patience, man. These are all uh, these are all stoic um, approaches, man. Yeah, are you into? You ever read any stoic philosophy? Yeah, you know, my buddy, who, he, he did my uh, website and uh, just, a, just a good friend, helps out with marketing. Yeah, we, we talk about that frequently. Um, and it's not even so much because I read it, it's just, you know, I'm 41. I just, I resonate with it a lot right now, you know. <laughs> and, do, uh, but Do you read, Sean? Do you like to read books? Oh, yeah, 100%, man. I'm actually, you know, this is a fun fact, too. In this time, I'm using it to, uh, to actually write a book because I actually have the time, and it was on a bucket list. And so I was like, you know what? While I'm building this out, while we're kind of fluid, how about I actually do that? So that's something I've been working on, too. So it's just kind of a crazy time. But What's your book about? Uh, it's called Coffee Stains, Thoughts and Stories um, on a Messy Life. Hey, that's uh, awesome. It's your life story? Yeah, well, yeah, and it's just, it's kind of about, it's, it's just about the experiences of working in coffee and the people I meet and uh, what's spawned in business, what's, uh, what, what I've seen, um, just the space it's created in people's lives personally. So it's, it's a mixture of kind of like my story and just, uh, you know, people, it's like a hairdresser, yes, or a barber, or, you're their therapist, man. Coffee, you are people's therapist. Yes. So whether you have a degree or not, uh, you play a really important role in a lot of people's lives because of the daily ritual. So uh, I thought, hey, there's a lot I've learned and I've been asked to, uh, to listen to. And so maybe I should share this, you know, so that's what I'm working on. So are you going to uh, self-publish or are you going to? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I've reached out to, I have a few friends that are published authors. So I've reached out to them for a little bit of guidance, but you know, if nothing else, I'll self-publish. Um, my, my buddy gave me a great piece of advice. He's like, you know, he just got his first book published. And he's like, there was 20 people that always asked me to write a book. Like the same 20 people like, Mike, you got to write this book. You got to write this book. And, uh, and again, going back to the ego, he's like, you know, I wanted to sign with a publisher, Beast and Barnes and Noble, you know, all that stuff. He said, and he has a platform, right? He's a musician. He sold many hundreds of thousands of albums. He only got picked up by one publisher. 
yeah. with, with his platform. So he's like, you know what? I got to write for those 20 people. I can't write for that big deal. And he's like, I hope you do the same. And I was like, you're totally right, man. This isn't about, you know, signing on with, with a great agent and getting a publisher to do this because those 20 people have asked me to. Um, and it's, it's just a great way of another way, just like you're doing of cataloging and recording life um, and what people are doing and what they're telling you and what you're a part of. So, yeah, you got to write for yourself, man. I mean, you got to write the book you want, uh, which, you know, you get an agent and then you get an, a uh, publisher and an editor and all of a sudden it's not, you know, I have a friend who uh, went through this and he, um, he, he got a book deal and got it published, but I mean, it was very different, I, I think, than like the book be maybe than he had anticipated. And there's always these multiple points of view and, um, that gets, that gets kind of tricky, man. You got, cause then all of a sudden it's like, wait a minute, this isn't really my story. It's kind of this whatever. So, um, man, I love that you're doing that though. That's just, we need more of that. We need people to just create and build. You're building a business, you're building a, um, relationships in a new community, writing a book, man. That's you're certainly going to keep yourself engaged. That's for sure. I'm glad you're, uh, you're looking healthy and fit, man, too. So that's good. That's an important part. You guys are uh, on Instagram. You're, you're out going to parks and riding bikes and doing fun stuff with the kids and staying active. Yes, sir. No, no. I love it, man. No. Um, well, t- okay. So I love the brand or the, you know, the, I love known coffee. Um, yeah. I think it's cool. I like the design of the shirt, but I like this, the idea of being known because we all want to be known. We all, everybody wants validation. That's universal. Um, and it's something you want in a coffee shop. You're seeking it either actively or, or um, subconsciously or some combination thereof, but you really get it. You've tapped into something and you understand that you've been in the business for a long time. How do you, um, is you, you know, we get through COVID and you get settled in with business model coffee and you got people coming in, you're building these relationships. Um, the one thing I always wonder, Sean, is like, how do, you, how do you take something like that and grow it? The concept of intimacy and authenticity yeah. and knowing That's somebody. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's, it's actually um, – I don't have a clear, clear answer for you. Right. Um, I think that's the, that's the really, the really big question, uh, that I have to ask myself. Um, and I, and I've had to over the years and was actually part of the reasons why I left subculture. Um, uh, because, because scaling, there, there is a definite decision you have to make. Uh, I'm, I'm, and I'm pausing because I'm trying to choose my words wisely, but, um, there are brands that do a great job, right? So they have a great ethos. You know, I think a major international brand like, like Patagonia, totally respect how they do what they do. Um, they're still a huge brand. They have a kind of big kind of outdoor cultural voice, uh, ecological voice. But for me, when it comes to knowing people uh, in the way that I want to, um, I don't know if you can grow outside of your city Um, because if you're part of, you know, let's say five cities, you're not part of any. 
um, in the way that I'm talking about. You know, like yeah. you, can have, um, you can obviously have impact in, in certain ways, but in, in personal connection and knowing names, uh, knowing families, having the time um, to invest. I mean, it just takes a lot. You know, like that's what I found in subculture is the business was great, um, but the community need just in West Palm Beach uh, was endless and in a, in a, in a, in a good way. And then people asking for help and um, was always present. And I found myself um, doing that much more. And so that, that kind of even more made me understand, okay, if I choose, you know, if I choose known, um, you know, our coffee, your story, you know, sure there's a way that, that a marketing firm could help me spin that. So, you know, like we can catch people's stories on a large scale and re, you know, repost them and blah, blah, blah. So there's a way to spin that whole concept, but in the way that I want it to be impactful, um, I don't think you can scale it, uh, you know, outside of, of, of your city, unless you have just an insane relationship with strategic partners that share the same ethos, find the same values and want to replicate that in their city, but, but reflect it in a way that is that city's identity. And we may have talked about this in the past, but I think it's so important that when you go to a city, you don't tell them what they want. Um, you, you ask them what they need. Um, and like, that's what I'm trying to do right now is trying to find out who Winston Salem is. I knew that I found out who West Palm was and I was trying to meet that need, but right now I'm just listening to, to, to Winston Salem and, and what those people need and, and how to connect with them. Cause I, I just know it's gonna be different. So, um, I haven't even gotten that far out. Well, you know, I, I haven't gotten that far out as to uh, scaling the business. Uh, yeah. I just want to make sure the foundation's right. Well, you, you got your head in the right place for sure. Um, the re you know, it's interesting though, because you mentioned Patagonia, which I'm also a huge fan of Patagonia. And um, I'm a huge fan of Yvonne uh, Chouinard, who started it and the way he's built the business. And um, one thing to think about is I think that you, I feel like they know their customers. Like if you're building a brand that has a, that has a something to say. Okay. So like if you like Patagonia and you follow Patagonia, you know what they're all about. You know, they're the first company that went and did organic cotton on the shirts when it was really expensive and Yvonne was determined. They kind of put their flag in the sand. They said, this is what we believe in and this is what we stand for. And if you don't like it, okay. You know, like you got other choices. Like they're very, uh, I mean, they're, they're, aggressive politically and everything. Now I don't always agree with everything they say, but I respect the way they run that, which is they're not running it out of fear. They're running it out of, you know, they're, they're doing things that are important to them and their culture and that foundation they built, you know, it all, it all goes back to that. But I feel like they know their customers because I feel like they, since they have that voice, they know that the people that are their fans and they're following them, are, are there for a reason. Most of them. I mean, yeah. now, now they are not back. Like you're 40, you said 41, I'm 40 
six. Back in the day, I mean, I remember my first Patagonia pull-up in like eighth uh, pullover in like eighth grade. Those, you know, like it was just a thing that was cool when everybody had one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't know anything about the company then, and they didn't even really know anything about themselves probably as much then. And uh, he was just trying to sell stuff to, you know, off, to help build that. Uh, what was it, Black Diamond? That other business he 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 did with like climbing equipment. So, yeah. But I think they know their customers, and um, I think that uh. I mean, I've got this shirt on, it's Foo Fighters, right? So those guys, like, I mean, I've, there's a 0% chance, I'll, uh, 1%, half a percent chance I'll ever meet Dave Grohl and interact with him. I feel like I know him because he's very clear with who he is and what he believes. He's not scared of – he doesn't worry about, you know, what anybody thinks. So I think you have a – I think you're tapping into something that may be more scalable maybe than you even think, although I know, um, you know, why you haven't thought ahead like that, and I get it. But you're um, you're just going to go back to your people, right? Like if you've got great people in there that you know that, that know the customer at a local that know the person coming in, um, know something about them, remember their name, you know, man, like that's so rare and so valuable. And I still to this day remember walking in a uh, restaurant here in Charlotte called Leroy Fox ten years ago, twelve years ago, something like that. Sat at the bar with a buddy, ordered a drink. And uh, the dude said, you know, what's your name? I said, my name's Will, blah, blah. And, and he came back and like five, six minutes later, he came back and he goes, hey, Will, you good, man? And he said my name like three more times that night. And I was like, so like, right. <laughs> so exceptionally rare that it just, yeah. I remember it now. But so you may be able to tap into something bigger than you think, man. I don't know. Not that that's necessarily what you want to do, but I think about that. And I think of that concept of known. And I think people really want that, but I think there's ways to do it. If, if you're what you're going to be, which you always have been authentic and true to your, you know, guiding principles and your voice. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm with you. You know, I think that's where I'm, I'm always open to, uh, to what that, I think you, it's easy to, to, uh, to turn that off. Right. You're like, Oh, it's just not a possibility. You know, like, I, I think that way. And that's, that's, you know, I got to hold true to myself and I, that's also an error, right? I, there's so many people that do that. They get so confident in their inner voice that they become deaf to, you know, any other ideas. And yes, just, true. Um, and we're all guilty of that, right? Because that's our voice is our voice. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're with us 24 hours a day. Um, so I, I, I just have a, I think it's just, it's so difficult. It's so hard right now to kind of figure out the future that I can't think scaling, you know? It's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's like such a small that I, so I'm just like, I'm like right here, but I need this, you know? I need guys that are like, I think, I think you could do that um, and it can be done well. So I appreciate that. Well, for sure. I'm always, I mean, I'm always here for that to talk, you know, anytime about that stuff because I, I just, super fired up about what you're doing, have a lot of respect for what you're doing. But the, here I am talking about scale and we're in the middle of this pan, you know, unprecedented pandemic and you've moved to a new town and you're, you're just trying to get things like keep things above water right now. So, well, tell me about like, how is it going? You got, um, okay. You're, you're, you weren't able to renegotiate your lease. So you're there. Is it a standalone building or is it in a, uh, like, yeah. tell me about your yeah, location. No, campus gas is sick. Um, it's a, it's a, it's, an old gas station. Um, you know, you guys can look oh. it up online, but uh, it's still 
the original structure, you know, all glass front, big overhang, lots of outdoor seating. So um, it's pretty COVID friendly, which, which is nice. Um, so I, I love the feel, you know, we're gonna put a fireplace in outside for the fall. Um, uh, it's on Polar Road, so it's not on a walking street. It's, it's much, it's a heavier drive-by street, but it's in a residential neighborhood. It's pretty much the only uh, place in the neighborhood um, on that strip that the guys spent three years kind of advocating with the, with the residents to get this space. Um, and that's how I, I ended up there. Cause I, the first couple of weeks I drove by, I was like, man, that, that building is amazing. <laughs> I would love to have a shop in that building. Um, so it just spawned out of that. Uh, and when they said, yes, I was like, Hey, why not, man? I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll staff it. And so that's what I do. Like I, I staff it. It's, it's my staff. They have their, kind of operations at night, but um, that way I can kind of maintain the uh, quality of the brand. Cause I didn't really want to start and introduce a brand um, by having people that didn't really know coffee handle it and serve it. So yeah. um, that's what I'm kind of doing right now is, and there's a possible project in Clemens, uh, possibly in Charlotte too, um, but kind of, doing a revenue share, but I staff it, I pay for cost of goods. So it's not a wholesale program. It's, it's a little more involved in that. So that's, that's kind of my strategy right now, but because I want the brand to be represented correctly, I want to, I want the people to, to represent me um, in the way that I want. Uh, that's what I'm really uh, entertaining the most right now, at least through January. So there won't be any standalone knowns until the new year. That's for sure. Okay. Well, um, the location there uh, in the gas station, what was the place called? Campus Gas. Campus Gas, okay. How did you, you said you, you saw it, you drove by it a few times. I mean, do you were coming from Miami, like, and you didn't, hadn't lived in Winston-Salem. How did you find a location up there? Like, did you get a <laughs> broker or something? Or, I mean, how yeah, did you know where to start? Yeah, what caught my eye originally, they, uh, there was this power plant called Bailey Power Plant up here. And um, this developer was redoing it, and it was just sick, right? You know, I think Winston's done a really good job. And North Carolina seems to have done a good job with kind of maintaining the integrity of older buildings and, and making yeah. them modern. Um, so it just looked amazing. And I, I found it, you know, just on LoopNet originally in uh, like January of 19. Um, but the space, the space was already under contract with someone else. So I couldn't do that. Uh, but I met this guy, uh, Nick and, uh, and I flew up, uh, early February of this year and kind of went around Winston, but it's hard, right? You just don't know the flow of a city when you're brand new, you know, brokers can be great guys, but they're trying to sell you on a deal. Um, yeah. so I'm always like 75%. And on what they're saying, 25%, like, ah, you know, is this for a commission? Um, but you, you can't really know that until you've lived in the city. Um, and even people that, that I, knew, I, I knew a handful of people here, they're not small business owners. So they're just excited to have you here. They don't really know what it takes, what kind of flow a uh, coffee shop needs, just the numbers in that area, um, you know, the, the ratio for – for live work around it, um, kind of all the details that, that I would need to, uh, to make the best decision. So, um, but even now, you know, the, the original space I was going to get on a fourth, 
that's arguably the that was the cool part of town. Now it's kind of shifted to this other part of town, and I wouldn't have known that. Um, mm. You know, I'm like, oh, it's actually good I didn't sign a lease there because a lot of the energy is shifting in Winston. So when it reopens, I kind of want to be over here, um, and so that, that's a that's a good part. Well, uh, are are the students there at Wake Forest? Are they, are they back on campus? Yeah, no, they are. You know, it's not a state school, so you know, like the NC State, they send their students home. UNC is like lockdown. Awake because it's not a pre, uh, public school. They're still there. They have real um, kind of protocol in place. Campus security met with us. Um, like I said, they're right across the street. They have no jurisdiction where we're at, but you know, we want them to feel as comfortable as they can be and kind of know what you know what what they're expecting from their students and all that stuff. So, um, but yeah, so. Who knows, man? It's been, it's just, it's well, just been interesting. Good thing they're there at least. Um, so the comment you made earlier about, you know, timing the, like, it's like timing the market or whatever. Um, the, uh, you're long Winston-Salem though, at least for, you know, for a decade or whatever it is. Right. So that's good. Cause you know, even if, even if we have some second wave, things get worse for, I mean, it, we're going to get on the other side of this right and things are going to trend in the right direction again and uh so could be a weirdly interesting good time to get yourself established there like you said you know maybe that turned out well that you you know didn't have that lease shoot could be the best thing ever right. um so but that gets back to that stoic thought and you mentioned uh checking your ego and being patient and if you like to uh there's a guy named Ryan Holiday. I'm going to send you a book. It's called Ego. Well, he has two that I really like. Ego is the enemy and the obstacle is the way. But when you said that about ego, I was like, yeah, that's hard for all of us, especially because you have to have it. The weird thing is you have to have an ego to start a business. You have to have an ego to be an entrepreneur. You have to believe in yourself enough to do it because so much of it's just here, right? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's positive thinking. It's, being patient it's but it's also being impatient and getting things done when you have to it's this weird combination a lot of it is you know confidence ego whatever mixed with like also understanding big risks and trying not to put yourself in big risk which gets me to something i wanted to ask you about which is the the financial side of this business because it's such a you know, hospitality just in general, it's, it's a low margin business. It's a hard working business. You have to really love it for sure. But then to manage the business, the business of the business so that you personally and your family, you know, you're, I mean, you have a business to take care of your family. Okay. So many businesses I've seen that haven't made it through this. It was like, wow, you were like two weeks away from just shutting your door. Like it's really, you know, PPP kind of helped some people stick around, but the ones that have closed, like, I just go, well, how do you, how do you run a business in this industry and prepare for something like this? Um, you've got to be pretty conservative and thoughtful and try to reduce your expenses where you can get used equipment or whatever. I mean, that's just, I think this was a big wake up call for the industry that you, you gotta be mindful that, Hey, we'll get through this, but it'll happen again. Right? Like some big thing will happen. That'll, you know, you better have something set aside. Right? Yeah. You know, and I, so 
what what I've done up here, um, just with the staff that started, is I, I'm I'm real upfront about the economics, right? So a lot of times you don't share with your employees the nuts and bolts of how your business runs and like what you need to hit. You just kind of make schedules. They do their job. You worry about you know you're the captain of the ship. You're looking at the dials. You're you're adjusting. Um, yeah. You're just directing them. But here it's like, I, I'm very clear about what, uh, you know, so for instance, the girl that does all our in-house baking, um, phenomenal girl, talented, um, but her hourly wage, you know, I said, Hey, you make this much money. Your, your total cost is as much to me. So when you're baking, I'm going to send you a list the, you know, the, the gross retail value of what you're producing, your hours have to be 30% uh, of that value, right? So if you're producing $400 worth of goods to serve with, with an assumed 10% waste on it, which is pretty consistent, um, then you have to produce that amount in three and a half hours for this to work for us. I uh, love that. And, and I would have never shared that previous, right? Cause that like, I don't know if that would stress people out or if they think you're greedy, but I'm like, this is just, if our business is to last, you have to execute. Otherwise you won't have a job. Yes. <laughs> That's and, smart though, man. Nobody knows that you're educating, you're giving them a, a, something meaningful because probably nobody else has ever taught them a lot of that stuff anywhere. They didn't learn it in school most likely. Yeah. yeah. And now you're giving oh, yeah. them something that will help them even their personal financial planning. Sure. Yeah. And, that, and, and that's the hope. You know, I, I, I kind of started the conversation and end it with, Hey, this isn't about you doing, it's not about you doing a bad job. This isn't to guilt you about what you make. This, the, the numbers are just the numbers. Right. And so, um, so I don't want you to confuse the two. Like I, I affirm who you are. I affirm your work, but I also need this to happen, especially right now. Um, and, and so like that clarity is, is, uh, you know, I, I used to kind of err more on the personal side make sure people are doing well, and, which is still a part of it, obviously, but now yeah. I introduce much more than nuts and bolts. Um, because that's, uh, if I'm going to be here uh, a year from now, then, then I have to, right. Cause the, the first year is just all expenditures. It's just, it's yeah. putting money into it. It's building it. Um, but the ship you kind of like, as you're building it right now too, and what a lot of employees don't understand is you, they might think, Oh, you have a ton of cash, man. Like, what are you worried about? You know, like, well, because this is actually lasting longer than I thought personally. So my reserves, I have to be strategic. I know how to run a business, but I also don't know six months from now. Um, you know, are we going to have a vaccine? Isn't there going to be a new president? Is the market going to dip? Um, there's yeah. a lot of variables. So I can't exhaust my reserves either. So like we're in this, we're in this like weird, weird state where um, for the next year, uh, it's really critical that I manage my reserves, just like I'm asking you to manage, um, you know, your time working. Uh, so it's just, it's a, it's kind of like a double whammy. Right. And, and so that's where I, that's where I find myself is, is trying to understand instead of, in a normal up market, like when you're confident, you know, you're like, I know how to execute. This is what we're going to do. That's where it's different because the entrepreneur side of me is, is pretty, is way more reserved. You know, I would have went all in, 
you know, crushed yeah. projects, hit the marketing hard, done everything. But it's like this, you know, holding the horses back right now. So you're still riding, but you're like, this is, this is, this isn't a quarter mile track. You know, the tracks change and none of the riders know what they're doing. I don't care if you're, if you own 18 businesses or you own one, I haven't talked to one guy that's got to figure it out. <laughs> I have not. Um, yeah. And so I think that's where all of us are just kind of like, you know, talking to each other and you're just, you're like hitting a pace, you know? Um, and so that's a, that's the interesting part right now. But all that to say is just transparency is even more important to me right now, um, personally, professionally, and, and, you know, and, and even with brokers, right? Like, this is a reality, man. I'm not going to BS you. Um, and I think that's, that's a great part of it though. Like when you have people that you can trust on different fronts, I mean, there's not a lot of people lying right now that I've, that I've, that I interact with. There's a great, great deal of honesty, which is refreshing. Uh, yeah. yeah. So, I don't know. Um, who, have you gotten to know some of the folks in the hospitality industry there or did you already know some? No, I'm, uh, you know, I didn't know, I didn't really know any, um, but I've, I've, I've started that whole process. So it's been, uh, it's been fun, you know, getting, getting to know those guys, but it, it's like, it's like meeting, <laughs> it's like meeting a girl when she first rolls out of bed the first time instead of, you know, meeting her up for the first date when she's all made up, you know, like we're getting to see the, the kind of ugly sides of each other, or <laughs> big introductions, right? It's like, Hey man, how you doing? <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, so uh, that's a, but that's been cool too. You know, strips away the ego. There's, there's just not a lot of ego right now. And the guys that are, no one really has time for it. Cause you're like, man, that's not, that's just not the reality. So um, yeah. I've also seen an increase, you know, I'm a new guy, but the cooperation that's been extended is, I don't know if that's North Carolina or if that's COVID. But there's been a lot of cooperation, like, hey, like, let's do this together. Um, and so it's been, you know, that's been cool. I think it's, uh, it's an interesting question. Um, is it North Carolina? Is it COVID? Like everything, it's probably some, some of both. But I, there is a lot of uh, collaboration and teamwork in most of North Carolina restaurant communities. Uh, from what I've seen, um, Raleigh Durham has it, and uh, and more maybe more so than anywhere else I've ever seen. But I think Winston Salem, Greensboro, High Point, Asheville, all that. Charlotte's the one place, which is where I'm from. Uh, Charlotte's not quite as uh, Charlotte's more kind of businessy, like because it's a you know whatever it's a banking town. Everybody's in finance and business, and restaurant owners are you know. A lot of them own restaurants more because it's an investment. It's one of the things they do, all that kind of stuff. So there's not as much, a lot of pressure here and blah, blah, blah. Although it's changing. With, I mean, Johnson Wells has changed. So our culinary scene's gotten a lot better, but it doesn't have that hometown feel that you get in pretty much the rest of North Carolina. I mean, North Carolina has a lot of big, small towns, right? Like right. big city, small town feel. Yeah. Um, the, um, Winston's a great place, man. You're in a really good place. You'll fit, you'll find a lot of good people there for sure. And I'm in COVID certainly I'm sure has only, uh, enhanced that. Um, so, so here we are, we're moving into the fall. Students are back, man. It's really weird right now. What, what is the, 
it changes so often. I quit keeping up, Sean. Like, what's the, what are the capacity issues right now? Is it inside, outside? How does that work right now? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, technically it's, uh, you don't go by number of people inside per se. We, we just have very few seats inside and they're spaced apart. So, um, you know, I think it's 50% of occupancy. Um, yeah. But most people sit outside anyway. You know, we have, we have uh, six tables and uh, four other tables out. Like we have seating six at a time for about 30, 42 outside. And it's, and it's like, you know, COVID friendly, right? Cause they say no more, no more than groups of six, six feet apart. Um, yeah. But there's no, there's no cap on outdoor seating. So utilizing that quite a bit right now, you know, I, I'm, I don't know if you saw, but we're, we're doing a thing starting Saturdays. It's like the premier league, you know, all those games are on at 7:30 AM and 10 AM. So I'm doing short stacks and soccer. It's called, you know, it's pancakes and soccer uh, Saturday mornings. So like a lot of people will be like, what do you mean you're going to have a bunch of people there watching soccer? But we have the ability to do that um, there nice. and, and still maintain distance. So that's what, that's what we're trying to do, you know, work within those parameters and uh, make people feel comfortable. Uh, can you, um, can you cover it? Like in the winter time, it's going to get cold and all that kind of stuff. Are you, are, are they make, are giving you all permission to somehow cover these outdoor spaces or? Yeah, I mean, yeah, we, we definitely can um, if we need. Uh, so that's going to be – that'll be interesting, you know. Um, I guess we'll see. You know, I, I, haven't, I haven't been in the cold up here. I don't know how it changes business. So uh, – but I do know that, that they had that last year, and a lot, of, a lot of businesses did that. They had those kind of covered areas with space heaters. So, um, so we'll see. Yeah, it's really interesting because, uh, I mean, you almost like I'm sitting here thinking like, man, somebody ought to just like, you know, take a parking lot and put a big tent up in there and just, you know, but the, um, to your point, North Carolina in general has done a good job with trying to repurpose and reuse historic buildings. And I'm really interested in what's going to happen with commercial real estate with all this. It's just, uh, what do you think about that? Yeah, well, I, that's what I'm hearing from from quite a few people that are in that industry is, you know, we're not going to see the macro impact of this, like the, like the long-term impact. That won't shake out for another 12 to 24 months, um, you know, this, this type of stuff. Like, we've only seen the very beginning of yeah. the, you know, like the immediate impact. Um, but large companies are still hitting productivity levels without having the overhead that they've had for since inception, right? So there's a lot of discussion um, about maintaining that and changing the way businesses work. And that, I mean, again, West Palm had this incredible focus on class A workspace for years, building it, huge buildings. And this very prominent guy there, it's like, we're gonna have just a ton of empty, expensive office buildings for, for a long time. And, and a lot of them just got completed, you know, in the past two years. So, um, and you can't change those floors into retail. So do you change them into condos? Um, 
and obviously some companies will always have offices, right? You know, I'm not saying the whole industry has changed, but even a, even a 25% swing in, in retail space, that's, that's dramatic. It doesn't matter what industry you're in. Um, so that, that's going to be fascinating. You know, I think that how we, how we work um, is going to be forever changed um, because we have that ability. Uh, and, you know, people even ask, okay, so is food and beverage, are people going to just not really have the desire or need for that in their lives? And I, you know, I disagree on, on, on that point. So, like, we will fundamentally as humans, you know, as, as addictive as we are to the, the digital world and, and all things, we cannot reprogram, uh, like, our innate needs for connection. Um, Agreed. So... I think there's a lot of things our spending habits can change. Like we, we can want our shoes in three days from Amazon, but you can't buy connection. You just can't. I mean, you know, Tinder speeds up the connection, but you, it allows you to burn through relationships quicker so you can get to one that you actually value more. You know, you know what I'm saying? So the end result is still the same. The process might be different, but connection is still going to happen. And, uh, and so that's why I think coffee in particular, because it's such a – uh, you know, that focus, that's such a part of why people do it. I think it will come back. But, um, again, that could be confirmation bias, too. <laughs> ah. Um, you know, well, first of all, we're all, we're all guilty of confirmation bias uh, more than we know. Knowing what confirmation bias is is a good start. Um, <laughs> and knowing that how hardwired we are for that. But um, I'm with you. Uh, and, and I've thought about this a lot, but, you know, uh, I mean, throughout history, as long as we've been here, we've, we've wanted to be together. We had, we were in, you know, however, whatever, you know, tribes and, and small communities and people have always, and some version of hospitality has been around forever, forever. right? I mean, even freaking Game of Thrones, like they were out in the, you know, and they stop and go in this pub and, you know, what, I mean, it's like, that's what we, we want. We want to be around people. Some of us want to be around and engage. Some of us like me a lot of times, I just go sit in a coffee shop and work. I don't talk to a single person other than the barista or whatever. Not that I'm antisocial. It's just that I may be working and I'm focused, but I like the connection. Dude, it's literally why I did this. Like, I was like, all right, I'm going to be hanging out with Sean. I'm going to get a coffee. Like that brings people together and that connection is really important. I miss it a lot because I haven't been going, but we moved in April and my routines changed, but I really, 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 really miss that like a ton. And, um, the coffee shop here that I, I have been to a few times, they're still, it's real small. I'm in Waxhaw now. So it's like, everything's tiny and, uh, they have a couple outdoor tables and I don't really know anybody. So it's a little bit different, but, um, uh, they're still not doing their indoors like at all. Like they aren't letting anybody inside, but I want it badly. It's the one thing I want that I don't have right now. Really like is connection. And uh, I think a lot of people feel that way. I also think uh, Wes and I were talking about this this morning, man. I really believe this. We've been saying this for a long time is that people now are more mindful of who they do business with. That would be businesses doing business with other business because we've seen it at ScheduleFly, no doubt about it. Like we've seen people that have said, you know, hey, we're switching over to you from some competitor because 
we've heard about you. We like, I had a guy yesterday said, I did my research. I just like your culture. Like nobody's ever said that before. Cause every, before everybody was like, things were moving. It didn't matter. Now people are like, Whoa, hold on. Right. Who do I do business with? And I was telling Wes, I saw this, uh, my son likes, uh, one of my sons likes America's Got Talent. So we watch that every, uh, what is it, t- Tuesday and Wednesday. I don't really watch a lot of TV, but I watch that every week with him. And there's this Facebook commercial. Have you seen it? Yeah. About the, uh, with the Chicago, the guy in, in Chicago, the, the owned the uh, pub. Yes. Dude, and it's all about supporting small business. I mean, here's Facebook investing. Lord knows how much money in this ad campaign to say, Hey, support small business. Now I got no opinion on Facebook. I don't use it. I don't really like whatever, but I like that ad a lot. And I think people they're tapping into something that people are thinking about that now. And now you got companies like that. Look, man, we're all like sort of like programmable a little bit. That's why advertisers do what they do. So when you got big companies that are making that kind of investment and helping people stop to go, Hmm, I think you benefit a lot. Known coffee benefits, campus guy, you know, all, all the local businesses, uh, I think benefit from this a lot. I think it's going to be one of the positive unforeseen outcomes of uh, this terrible period. Yeah. Hopefully. Or it's confirmation bias <laughs> or that's a con- convoluted confirmation bias that I've just convinced myself of. I don't <laughs> Uh, well, interestingly enough, though, then everybody's also ordering stuff from Amazon. So I don't know. Uh, but for that connection, man, I think you guys are on something. I really do. Um, you know, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's funny, too, because I, I, uh, I don't know if it's wishful thinking, but I'm in the midst of planning a, uh, you know, I did a few retreats down in West Palm. And, um, uh, you know, I got like, three houses on, on the it was like 32 people and it was, you know, I had a uh, kind of discussion leader there and a musician there, had a yoga meditation person there, but uh, I, I st- I've started planning one here and um, just outside of Smokies and Pigeon Ford, there's like this huge cabin. But um, I think people think I'm crazy here because I'm the new guy and I'm like, hey, in February, we'll do this thing. <laughs> I love it, dude. <laughs> a retreat. Um, because I think people will be so primed for that, right? And hopefully by February, February uh, we'll be able to do it. But um, it's the same thing, right? I, I feel like I create a lot of things. and Maybe this is just entrepreneurs. So either you're looking for a way to make money or you're, just, you're creating something that, that you want. Um, you and that's what I find myself doing a lot is ideas come out of uh, things that I want. And just like you said, it's my business to do coffee, but I miss people, you know? just serving people right, you know, right now and social media, it's, it's just not filling that. Um, yeah. so I just really miss. Um, so, so that's, that's something else I'm working on, but it's been cool because I, I've been reaching out to these other businesses and, um, because I want all community partners, right? Like, so it's this local meat, meat place. I want him to, you know, be like our meat guy and then a juice place. And then this other guy I met. Um, so, so we're all kind of in on this three day, two night thing. That's just, that's like really good, um, partnerships and it's about community it's about kind of exploring parts of ourselves that that maybe we haven't talked about um, much with anyone for a while so I'm looking forward to that too but can I uh, can I connect you with a buddy of mine that's from Winston-Salem sure it's been there for 20 years went to Wake, and he's been there ever since 
Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll do that. Jay Ward's his name. Really good guy. Very good guy. High school friend of mine. And uh, he's pretty plugged in there. So he may, you know, I mean, he just may have some other business owners that may be good, you know, for you to connect with or whatever. But I'll get you guys uh, connected sometime here. What's up, Elvis? My dog's out here. Come here, Elvis. Come here. This is one of our dogs. That's Elvis. Elvis. Dogs. We don't really know what he is, but there you go. <laughs> All right, buddy. Love you. Love it. Um, well, uh, look, man, I'm going to let you roll, but I enjoy this a ton, as I always do, every time we catch up. And um, I can't wait to hear about more about your book. Do you have a time frame for that, or are you just kind of? Uh, really by the end of the year, yeah. Okay. So I have – I have it a lot written, but it's just not organized and refined. So um, I'm heading up to Alaska next week for a couple of days to visit my sister. So I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to uh, work on that, you know, en route and then a little bit up there. But yeah, it was kind of a spur of the moment thing. I mean, flights are so cheap right now. I was, I can fly up to Alaska for 280 bucks. Like, are you, are you taking Alaska Air? No, American Airlines out of, it's out of <laughs> Europe. It's out of Greensboro. It's like it's yeah. like right here. Like 280 to go to Alaska. And I was like, I'm in. So that's awesome. And never been. But yeah, so I'll I'll be working out there. Where are you going in Alaska? She lives just outside of Anchorage. She lives in you know out, outside of that This is area. your sister, you said? Yeah, she just moved there about six weeks ago. From where? Uh she was in just outside of New York City. <laughs> Man, y'all are uh, rolling stone grows no moss, man. Guys, freaking golly. Hey, I'm going to move from Miami to Winston-Salem. Oh, really? Well, I'm going to Alaska. I got you. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious, man. Well, good luck with that. Have fun. Good luck with the book. If you ever um, – I mean, dude, I got to tell you, we did those uh, Restaurant Owners on Court books. It was so easy to self-publish those suckers. Yeah. And I uh, stick them up there and they're print and ship on demand. No inventory, like very cool. Awesome. Uh, good process. Um, well, look, man, I'm going to let you roll. I appreciate it. Um, I want to uh, let me know how I can, I can uh, buy one of those shirts from you, man. Cause that thing is sweet. I'm going to wear a known coffee shirt around here for sure. Right. I want to get connected with one of those. Um, all right, Sean, appreciate it very much, man, as always. Absolutely. It's been a pleasure, man. All right. We'll see you. All right. Talk to you. All right, bye. Let's see.